Hello, hello, friends. This is Richard, founder of STRU Podcast, coming at you live from Los Angeles. This is the podcast where we inspire you to take chances and achieve everything you can using short-term rentals as a tool for your success. Welcome to the STRU Podcast, your number one online hosting community, helping you achieve your goals through short-term rental investing. Now, here's your host, Richard Furtick. So today I'm honored to be joined by Zach, who's a member of the Short-Term Rental University Facebook group, found us on YouTube. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. All right, cool. So Zach, why don't you tell other members of our community and anyone else who's listening a little bit about yourself, tell us your age and your profession, and then we'll get into it. All right. So yeah, uh, my name is Zach Scriven, and I'm 25 years old. I got started in Airbnb, uh, started hosting about uh, just over a year ago. I have a normal day job, nine to five, uh, as a control system engineer and based out of here in Los Angeles. And um, so, yeah, I just found found a interest in your guys' group and it really kind of spoke to me and I was just really trying to do better at, at rentals and, and that's how I found your community. And, and did you find us on YouTube first or? Yeah, I was, uh, you know, lurking along and found your guys' videos and started watching your content and eventually joined the Facebook group and. Cool. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, so listen, for anybody who's listening who doesn't really know, when Zach said he's a what kind of engineer? Control uh, c- system? Control systems engineer. Basically, just read, he's smart. He's very <laughs> smart. Anyway, um, so let's just talk a little bit about, uh, you, you started watching these videos after you were hosting or before you were hosting? Uh, yeah, it was after I was been hosting. Um, I had just actually bought my first condo, and I was looking at how I can um, better optimize my, you know, my Airbnb business, really start taking, taking it as a business, which, which it is. And, you know, trying to up my game a little bit. So to give you a little background, I started, uh, renting out a spare bedroom in my, my personal home. Uh, I was a renter. I've never owned before. And, um, you know, that was kind of helping, you know, pay for some of the bills and, and eventually the money started kind of growing up and, and I'm like, well, I've always wanted to own real estate, so there's never a better time than now. And so that's when I, after about six months, that's when I closed on my first uh, two-bedroom condo, and I've been renting that on Airbnb ever since. And that's, that's so how cool. it's really grown. That's awesome. So by way of introduction for people that don't know, um, we're actually coming to you from Los Angeles. And the reason we're here in Los Angeles is to do a meetup and we're meeting with Zach and about 10 or 11 other people from Los Angeles that are part of the, the community. And we're actually filming, well, not filming, I guess podcasting um, from an Airbnb. We're in a really cool bungalow here in Venice Beach. Uh, the place is really cool. Uh, if, if we're taking some B-roll, and I think Charles is, you'll see I'm drinking out of a water out of a big wine glass and Uh, Zach is drinking water out of a champagne glass. And so while the space is really cool and we really like the area, um, this host has some opportunity to like provide better hospitality and make this a little bit more legitimate. And those are the kind of tips that we try and provide people, which is like, listen, you know, having no water glasses and drinking champagne out of a champagne glass is kind of like hosting in 2012. (laughs) But in 2017, you're up against people like Zach, who's a super host. You are a super host. Yeah, I'm a super host. A super host up against Charles, who's a super host up against Richard, who's a super host. And some of these things just can't be neglected. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm thrilled to be here in L.A. The bungalow is awesome. Venice is really cool. And I'm really excited to go meet some other people. Um, and, and we took the opportunity. We filmed a Monday Motivation about this today, about the importance of networking. And, and 
I saw Zach, uh, you posted on our Facebook group that, you know, you had made, I think, over $20,000 year to date in 2017. Uh, yeah, so that's what it's projected at. Um, right now, I've been paid out just over 16000 and I have a, already bookings that will push me over 20000 I'd like to hit 21, so I'm not really sure if I'll be able to make that or not. But uh, yeah, definitely over the last year, I've made about 20000 Cool. And that started just from, you know, one booking and, you know, only a few bookings a month. And within a few months, I had gained that critical mass, you know, get, gotten those first couple five-star reviews and, um, you know, just grown ever since. So for the people that are just getting started, like if you think about yourself in that period, um, has this been harder than you thought, easier than you thought, more work than you thought, uh, more enjoyable than you thought? Like what are your... What would you say to somebody who's thinking about doing this? Okay, so um, the first thing I would say is if you're thinking about doing it, just stop thinking and just, just do it, you know? So I love that. Just get started. When I first created my Airbnb account, it was actually back in 2015, and I was kind of going through the process of what I would list and how much I would make, and then it just sat there for a year. And had I actually started a year before, Meaning who knows? you had it off. Yeah, I didn't have, I didn't get any rentals. I just, I had created the account, you know, it says member since 2015, but I didn't start renting towards the end of this 2016, you know, so had I actually just started back then, who knows where I'd be now. Right. So definitely just, you know, do your research, but just get started today, you know, um, there's nothing to be scared of. It's, it's a lot more fun than I would have thought. And, um, it's, it's a little bit more work than I thought. Uh, you know, especially with my, my shared room, you know, I do the turnovers myself because I'm at a, you know, really low price point. So it wouldn't necessarily make economical sense to, uh, you know, to outsource that. So that's what I've, you know, between my fiance and I, we take care of turning over the room and that's worked out okay for us. So, well, we just got started and, um, I think that's great advice. And I think that's great advice for life, right? It's not just Airbnb, it's anything. And and a little later in the podcast, I want to turn to another little side gig, um, entrepreneurial venture you're talking about you know starting to mine bitcoin which is super cool we'll get to that in a second but my point in all of this is you know i think it's amazing that you did in fact get started Mm -hmm. and what you don't realize is that these little risks that you're taking if you want to call them that are shaping the way that you think and it leads you to take this additional risk and that additional risk and and just get started mining bitcoin and if you hadn't started listing on airbnb you might not be doing any of this stuff and i think um, I'm writing a book right now, which basically the premise is that while it's fantastic to have a W-2 job and, and you know, the salaried uh, approach to life, it's likely not enough. As we live to yeah. 100 years old or even older, uh, everyone, myself included, needs multiple streams of non-correlated passive income, right? So it's unlikely that your Bitcoin your Bitcoin income stream is going to be affected by your Airbnb stream, which is also affected by your engineering salary. And so you need to have a variety of these things. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I first learned about Bitcoin back in 2014, you know, I had bought a couple coins and then I eventually, I just kind of lost interest and I sold them off because it was kind of going down. And had I just stuck with it, had I just kept investing, you know, a small percentage of my income that I could afford to lose, you know, look at what it's done and where it's been. And, and I feel like that's kind of the way that it's been with Airbnb too. It's like, it's still in the early phases. And so if you just get your foot in the door, just jump on that opportunity, you know, you're going to have those moments where you're kind of scared. Like I remember the first guest, uh, well, not the first guest, but the second guest, I was actually really scared that, you know, something was going to happen to my family and, 
uh, we had a, not, not because of anything that, that happened, but it just, you know, those natural fears that it took to overcome to eventually just, you know, keep growing that business and keep staying with it. And, you know, anything in life, it's like whatever you stick with, whatever you put your, your time and effort into, that's where you're going to grow. And, you know, whoever you surround yourself with, that's what you're going to, you know, be more like. So absolutely, I think that's why this, this meetup is so important. And that's why I'm honored to, you know, be here with you and Charles. So, um, yeah, I, I know. What else could I say? Yeah, know? no, it's really cool. Look, and, and I, I have to say it's a substantial amount of income that you've generated, right? Like $21,000. Yeah. I yeah. have no idea what your rent is and I'm not going to ask you, but I imagine yeah. that you're living, you know, relatively rent subsidized yes, or break even rent free maybe. Even. Yeah. And then you've bought another place where you're saving, you know, for savings by making principal payments yep. on your mortgage. I mean, you and your fiance um, are setting yourselves up for a life that you wouldn't have if all you did was rent and didn't do Airbnb. Right. Yeah. So it's, I mean, the, like if you take what we rent and what we get, even given that we're renting out that bedroom, I mean, we're getting a three bedroom house for like less than what you could even get like a, a one bedroom apartment for. So, and it's, it's really not that much effort. Plus, you know, the amount of people that we've gone to meet and, you know, everyone's been great. It's always been a positive experience. So that alone is, is worth it to me. And, um, you know, I, I, I love to travel. I want to travel more. And so that's kind of why I want to embrace that Airbnb community, uh, not only as a host, but as a, as a traveler as well. So cool. You know, well, one thing that you said, and I think we filmed a couple of videos about it, but we're, as we launch our membership course, we're going to be spending a lot more time with it. I see this happen time and time again, where people that are um, new to Airbnb sort of validate their success or their results based on occupancy rate. And then therefore say things like you said, which is, you know, it's been a little bit more work than I thought. And there's a sweet spot, right? right? There's this curve that we talk about where you're charging so much that you don't need 100% occupancy, Mm -hmm. right? You're shooting for maybe 70% occupancy and you're making more than if you had 100% occupancy. And then to the extent that you and your fiance are actually doing the cleaning and the turnover, imagine doing seven tenths of that as opposed to 10 tenths. So all of a sudden (laughs) the workload decreases, the profitability increases, and that's sort of like the way that you run a business. If you think about it, like, and, and this is one of the goals in uh, everything that we're doing is to get to people think like business people and entrepreneurs. If you wanted to lower the price of your item, your widget that you sold on Main Street f- to a penny, you'd have unlimited like demand and you'd right. be constantly busy and the computer would break and the printer would break. and every, you'd, All you'd be doing is just like working and working and working and you'd be like, we have unbelievable demand. But you wouldn't necessarily be profitable and it wouldn't be optimal. And then you say, well, let's price it at $100 for the widget. And then all of a sudden there's no demand. And you're like, well, that's the wrong price. So there's this element of price discovery. And what we are shooting for is somewhere around 70% um, is the sweet spot. And once you get that, the amount of work that you're doing goes down, the profitability increases, your commitment and the like quality of life increases. And I think it's really interesting that you said exactly that because, you know, that's what we're trying to teach. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was a beginner at the, at the beginning, you know, I didn't necessarily, necessarily know these things. And, um, now that I've, you know, watched some of your videos and learned about beyond pricing and, Oh yeah, right. Let's talk about dynamic pricing. You said you're using a different one. Yeah. So beyond wasn't available in my, um, in my area. So I, cause I'm in a suburb outside of LA. So I signed up to be notified, but in the meanwhile, I'm using price labs. Okay. 
And that's worked out really great. Uh, I've been using it for about two months. And I totally get the concept now where, you know, before I was booked two months out, you know, and I was getting like all these bookings and it, I was like, oh, great, you know, this is awesome. But then once I realized over 50% of the bookings on Airbnb occur within one month. So you almost want to not have that month that you're coming into fully booked because Correct. you're missing out on, you know, potential opportunities. Um, you know, for, for additional profit. So. Well, it, it's really counterintuitive and it takes a little bit of time to like get comfortable with the, the discomfort, but that's how you maximize profit, right? So like, for instance, if, I, if you and I were competing in the same market and you're priced too low, you're going to get all the really price sensitive budget shoppers yeah. booking two months, three months, five months in advance. And if I'm priced more, um, if I'm priced higher, my place sits, right? They didn't choose mine. Mm -hmm. But then mine remains empty until 30 days out when people are faced with fewer alternatives, right. have to pay more, and I provide great value at that price point. And so I get maybe the higher quality or the people that are less price sensitive because you and everyone else has taken you know, the lower tier. Yeah, I think, uh, what is it? The CEO of Beyond Pricing used to be a pricing analyst for... Uh, airline companies. So it's, it's a very similar uh, methodology. And, um, you know, if you're serious about your business, then I think it's a must have, you know? Absolutely. So one thing that I wanted to talk about, you, you mentioned the videos before, was there anything in particular when you, when you did find us that a, a video that you remember or, or a lesson that you learned or something that sort of helped you, um, get to the next level? Mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking about this on the way over here. I, I can't really remember the first video that I saw, but, you know, I just kind of connected with, with you and your mission. Um, you know, I think talking about uh, your your why kind of really sunk in with me. And, um, you know, it's, it's not just about the money. You got to have a reason beyond just right. that, right? It's like the freedom or traveling, uh, you know, is a big one for me. And so that just, you know, and plus you're just consistent. And I kind of... I just kind of connected with you because I also, you know, I, I do YouTube a little bit, but oh, I haven't cool. been always so consistent. But what struck it, what stood out to me was, you know, you know, come hell or high water, you're posting a video, you know, right. And you, you know, shipping beats perfection. You know, if you're always focused about perfection, you know, not saying your videos aren't perfect, but you know, if you don't ever release that video, then it's never going to get those views. And it's like everything else that you said earlier, right? Like you just have to get started. In fact, yeah. this podcast, for those of you that don't know, like we're literally setting it up and we're plugging things in and we're checking the gains and it's an experiment and Charles is learning and I'm learning and Zach is helping us learn and like we're just doing it. Yeah. And, you know, is it perfect? Unlikely. But is it better than zero? A hundred percent better yeah. than zero. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the other opportunities that you're seeing uh, I, I pulled out my phone. I think some of you know this, but I'm a big believer in blockchain and I've been, uh, I don't want to say aggressively, but I guess sort of aggressively adding to cryptocurrency in the bull market. I'm also transparently saying it, you know, I went on Instagram and said, I just bought the all time high, but right. that's okay. Remember I think it's going to be, yeah, that was in Bali this summer. Um, and, and I'm okay with that because, you know, I've got a trading background and I'm cool buying yeah. high as long as I can sell higher. And I'm also cool buying the dips. Like when people panic, I'm okay with that. And, and that same sort of methodology works in real estate, right? Like I don't need 
um, somebody else's uh, validation about real estate pricing. I can make my own right. informed decisions. But I find it curious that you um, have actually started to mine Bitcoins. And just tell us a little bit about like how that came about and what gear you're using and how much money you're making and then how much you think you might make. Yeah, so... Um you know, like I said before, that I had been introduced and a believer in the Bitcoin technology but, uh, for, you know, three, four years now. And, um, you know, I had owned Bitcoin, but I had since sold them. You know, I kind of given up on that. And, you know, with all the, the recent new news about it, you know, growing and $2,500 and $5,000, $7,000, you know, I'm just like, well, why am I just going to let it grow there and not, you know, take take advantage of this opportunity? So I'm like, well, I got a good graphics card. You know, I do a little bit of PC gaming. So I already had the the hardware just sitting there. So I'm like, well, why don't I just see what I can, you know, make off that? And uh, I tried a couple different softwares, uh, found one that I, that actually worked well and was easy to use. And, you know, within a few minutes, I was like mining Bitcoin and I already had my first couple Satoshi, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's been running about five, five days now. And I've made about $10 and I actually have a, a watt meter hooked up to it. So I'm seeing the exact amount of kilowatts I'm using. And, and based on my power rate, I'm using, you know, it's about 50% of what I'm making, uh, you know, assuming it's, you know, the Bitcoin price doesn't change drastically one way or another. But, you know, so it's, it's about $1 of profit per day, uh, which may not seem like much now, but if Bitcoin continues to rise, you know, that could number could be higher. Look, I think the key lesson here is not that you're only making a dollar a day. It's that you've gotten started and you've got an experiment yeah. and there's an opportunity and it may grow to $2 a day or you may get another machine or it might be $5 a day. And if, yeah. and if Bitcoin does continue to increase in value, that could be worth $100 a day you know, at some point in the future. But, but the point that I want to make to the people that are listening to this is if you focus on the results, you won't get started and you'll be disappointed and then you'll look at it and say it's not worth my time and energy but what i want to applaud zach for is you know he started with a spare room in his uh in his rental apartment and that worked out well and he bought a condo and now he's got two properties and he's doing airbnb and he's not just sitting there complacent and doing nothing he sees an opportunity with bitcoin and bitcoin mining and so he's doing that as well and you know he's a young guy he's 25 so the question is how many new opportunities does he discover over the course of the next 10 years and 20 years and 40 years and all that discovery and opportunity and risk and there'll be some losses and some mistakes and some lessons learned but all of that setting Zach up for a trajectory that if all he did was sit in his office and collect a W-2 paycheck mm -hmm. he's setting himself up and his family for a totally different outcome and so I just think that's fabulous yeah thank thank you Richard that that means a lot um, you know like I said earlier you're, you're a huge inspiration um, you know your your mentality is um, you know, overwhelming. And, and, I, and I get that through the videos and I get that even more now sitting across the table from you. And, um, you know, I'm really excited about the future and, you know, like you said, one, one life. And, um, that's right. One life. And, you know, one thing that you said to me earlier that we didn't cover, and I think it's really important for people that are going to go out and buy a condo like you did, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you said that you didn't do something as well as you think you could have and so you learned a lesson and why yeah. don't we help our, everyone who's yeah. listening what can they learn from you so this uh you know i made a, a a beginner mistake um you know i got a little trigger happy got a little house fever uh so I, it was about you know like i said about six months after i started airbnb i had some cash saved up 
and I really wanted to, you know, get into a house. And my fiance and I, we said, all right, well, let's buy it. We found a condo is within our price range and like really close by. So we would be able to, you know, manage it pretty easily. And we said, all right, well, if the Airbnb doesn't work out, you know, this is a condo that we'd be willing to own to live in and, and you know, raise a family. So that was kind of like our backup plan. Which is great to have a plan B. Yeah. And so when we were, when we were, you know, working with the, it was a new, new development. So when we were working with the sales agent, they had a, about a 30 page uh, community guideline book. And so I was looking through that and didn't see anything about subletting or, or short-term rental. So I'm like, okay, great. You know, let's, let's go through with it. Let's put the deposit. And, you know, we moved really quickly and come to find out that community guidelines was just an excerpt from the actual CCNRs. Mm. So had I done my full research, I would have seen that they're not allowing short-term rentals less than 30 days. So, and I find this out maybe three months after I get a, you know, uh, a piece of mail in the, uh, you know, a piece of mail in my mailbox saying that the community has gotten complaints that have, you know, not been around Stop. and short, people coming and going and they saw my listing on Airbnb. Now I wasn't the only person in my community listing on Airbnb. So that was kind of like a false sense of security too. Right. I'm like, Oh, someone else has bought a condo here. They're renting it. Like this is all good, you know? But, um, you know, I said, just do your diligence. It's, it's been working out for me now. Um, I've kind of been doing longer, like longer than 30 day rentals. So I have like a, a community college nearby. And so I have a student that's renting one bedroom and then I have another. What, how long at least did they sign? So he came in about August and he's staying for the full school year till cool. like, um, May. Cool. Yeah. And then you have somebody else in there as well. Yeah. So that I had, I had a few people that were, had booked short term. And so I just, I stopped the long term of new bookings. I, I had a few people that were booking short terms. So I just kind of got them through, even though I had already gotten the letter and I'm like, all right, well, Let's see what we can do here. So I found another app called Roomy, and I posted my my listing just so I can kind of get it rented, just to cover my, you know, my expenses. And I found a, a really cool guy. He's a software engineer. He's kind of does freelance, and uh, you know, he does other things. So, I, um, you know, I got it, got got in touch with him, met with him, and we actually rented. Now where he's signed a a month to month lease through Airbnb, cool. and you know, it it wouldn't have been a good fit if I didn't meet the guy and and. And, you know, find out that, it, you know, these two guys are, you know, they're able to get along and it's not awkward or so I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. So, look, here's here's a beautiful thing about real estate investing. <clears throat> you can change your mind. You can try different things. You can say I'm going to go long term and then go short term, assuming that the rules allow it or you can go vice versa. You can go short term and then decide that you want to go long term. And I've done the same. Once you have a, a portfolio of properties, you'll find that, you know, you get paid to make changes and deviate. And sometimes you renovate and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you put an addition on and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you sell. Uh, yeah. There's no there's no rhyme or reason. This is business, right? So right. like if you it's sometimes it's much easier to actually think of this as a business. If you opened up a shop and you opened up with a certain number of products, what's the likelihood that the products that you started with are the only products you'll mm -hmm. ever sell? Yeah. Right? Like you're gonna try different products and more products and different colored products and different price points. Yeah. Real estate's the exact same thing, which is a beautiful thing because like you actually have control of your destiny. Yeah. You're always gonna try and make the optimal decision given the set of facts and those those facts change, you have the power and, and the wherewithal to like follow through with them. Yeah. Uh, 
what, what, and one thing that I like about the real estate is, you know, it's an, an, a hedge against inflation. Absolutely. It's the so, best hedge against inflation. So, you know, I had, a, you know, I had my money in the stock market and I just wanted to diversify a little bit and, and just get a piece of real estate. And like I said, if, if it didn't work out, it'd be something I'd be willing to live in, you know, being a renter right now. So, you know, uh, it, look, like I, it hasn't been perfect, but it's, it's worked out. You look, know? I commend that. And in fact, I'll share with you, and I think we're going to film some more information about this, but I literally just took... 90% of my retirement funds and sold and I sold at all time highs, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what the market did today. I've been on an airplane, but I sold Apple. I sold uh, Tesla. I sold Google. I sold all these amazing companies that I absolutely love, but they quadrupled and quintupled since I've owned them yeah. and you could never go wrong taking a profit. And I sold them at all time highs and I'm taking that money those gains, I'm locking it in and I'm buying a real asset, yeah. which is real estate. And I could be wrong and maybe I'll have made a mistake, but I don't think so. And more importantly, I'm taking action, right? Yeah, yeah, the action. So as long as you stick with it, it's not going to be a mistake in the long run, you know? That's exactly right. And I think that the, the, the trick is, and this is what I want to empower as many people as possible, is to have confidence in your decisions, right? Yeah. To like follow your gut make decisions, take action, and just know that like you may lose on any one trade, any one house, any one short-term rental, any one, you know, stock, but over the long term, if you're making the right decisions with the right information and you trust and believe in yourself, you win. And it's the people, some of them are incredibly intelligent whether they're lawyers or doctors or engineers or hedge fund guys, whatever. The people that just like get paralyzed and don't do anything and just sort of think like, well, that's risky or that's not safe or I won't play with Bitcoin or I won't dabble in short-term rentals. Like there's a million reasons why people will tell you that all this stuff is incredibly risky right. and they're right and they're wrong for it. But the people that are drawn to it or willing to take those chances are living a different quality of life. And right. as we said earlier, it's like one life. Yeah. And you're, you're totally right. And you know, the, the common theme across all these different platforms and things that didn't exist 10 years ago is the technology and the rate at which technology is changing. And, you know, that's, it's, it's increasing our quality of life and it's empowering us and, you know, you just kind of have to embrace it and, and, and leave that old mindset kind of in the back. And look, I mean, I think the reality of it is as it relates to Airbnb and short-term rentals, if I told you a decade ago that you'd be hosting people every single night yeah. in your family home with your fiance and your baby, you'd say like, absolutely not. Yeah. And now you are doing it and enjoying it and living like practically rent free and mm -hmm. invested in another property. And it's just leading to a totally different yeah. quality of life. And so we're all changing. Things around us are, are changing very quickly. And I think the people that sort of acknowledge that and embrace it and take some chance with it and enjoy it are, are the winners. Yeah. Like the, I saw this uh, post one time. It's like 1997. Don't talk to people on the internet and don't get into strangers' cars. In 2017, it's literally summon people from the internet, strangers, and get into their car, you know. And now it's something that we use on a daily basis, like Uber and Lyft and 
Absolutely. It's, the it's landscape insane. is just completely it's changed. Insane. Well, look, I commend you for taking the chance. It sounds like you're doing really great work with being the super host and expanding and the Bitcoin mining. And we're going to stay in touch and you know keep yeah. us updated on the Facebook group. If anyone's listening isn't a member of the Short-Term Rental University Facebook group, go there. It's free. There's tons of great people like Zach, which is how I found him. And um, they're doing amazing work every single day. It's a great place to ask your questions and have them answered. And speaking of which... Um, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Is there anything you want to ask me? I've no. been asking you a lot of questions, yeah, but um, let's go ahead and make sure that, you know. Uh, Charles, would you be able to uh, grab my, my bag for me? Uh-oh, it sounds I got like you've you got like a list of questions. No, no, oh. no. <laughs> I, got, I got you a little, a little uh, gift. As oh, you're a, kidding me. As a token of uh, my appreciation. Oh, my God, that's For so inviting nice. me to be on the podcast. It's, it's kind of a corny little book, but... Uh, um, it's called Rhinoceros Success. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. So I'm it's a... For those of you that don't know, um, the rhino is on our logo, and I believe in it greatly. I bought a, a, a rhino uh, back in February in St. Bart's, and it sits on my desk, and this is great. Have you read this book? Uh, when I bought it, I, I didn't quite read it, but um, and I was looking into it, and I'm like, wow, this is totally like... Richard's book, you know, Look you could, you probably could have wrote this book. You probably don't need it, but it's a, it's a motivational book. And it's talking about just being the rhinoceros charging forward. The secret to charging full speed towards every opportunity. <laughs> I mean, that's so perfect for me. Yeah. Zach, thank you so much. I'm so touched. This is so thoughtful and I'm eager and excited. Oh, here we go. Yeah. To get the life you want, be a rhinoceros. Yeah. I it, mean, like I said, it's, it's kind of this? a, Silly, silly book, but um, it's not silly in the least. You I know. so appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Thank you, Richard. So nice. It's been a pleasure. Man. I appreciate it. All right. Well, I think that does it. So that does it for another episode of the STRU podcast. As always, all links mentioned are in the show notes below. And if you found this show helpful, please leave a review on iTunes. If you're serious about short-term rental investing, be sure to check out str.university. Till next time.